Well, everyone, what's the crack? Welcome to episode four of the Bitter Gallery podcast. Uh, today's guest is Paddy Critchley. Paddy's a Port Leash artist who is currently studying in his final year in Limerick School of Art. So I just chatted to him a little bit about his practice and how college has been going. And yeah, we chat about a lot of different things and just how his final year has been affected as well by the lockdown and the end of your show. Um, just a word of warning. On my end, I had a few audio issues. I don't know if it was the mic or if it was Zencaster or my connection. It could have been the connection because the last few days I've been having a bit of trouble with the internet where it's been cutting in and out and the connection's just been fairly poor. But uh, Paddy's audio was 100% and that was the main thing because at the end of the day, this is kind of about the, about the guest artists. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I'll be back at the end. Yeah. So uh, welcome to the podcast, Paddy. And... Thanks a million for taking the time to chat with me. Um, so just to kick things off, I'll ask you the same question, asking everyone else really, just to introduce yourself and tell us about your background, how you got started in art. Yeah, so, um, yeah, um, Paddy Critchley is my name. I'm from Port Leash. Um, how I got started in art is um, sort of a funny one, really. I, My grandmother used to bring us up to the house when we were little kids um, and we would have done paint and she would have drew off, drew out. Um, sorry, Pat, one second. Is there a, can you hear that um, in the background there? A bit, yeah, but it's it's Grand Paddy. It's not, it is it seem, not too bad? No, it doesn't seem too loud, no. Uh, that's all right. It, just, it was coming through there. I wasn't sure if it, if it was ruining it. Sorry, um, there's lads outside there of no infected dirt around. Um, oh, yeah, no, your sound. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so my grandmother would have brought me and my cousin up to her house the whole time when we were younger um painting pictures of she'd have different postcards that she'd be painting and she'd get us to to dabble in it i suppose um and yeah my mother would have been kind of supportive of the arts when we were growing up too she would have ha- always had us with the scrapbooks out and drawing and sort of doing all sorts of different things but then um, I suppose how I kind of got into art was weird. I never done art in school or anything. Um, I always had an interest in it, but never really kind of dived into it that much. Um, um, that that much like, but I suppose I my father's a painter and decorator, and I would have been I would have started working with him when I was about twelve or thirteen, and um, would have spent summers working with him or Easter holidays or whenever. We were off school, to, we could give him a hand, we'd be in working with him. And I suppose I kind of, I was always painting as such, only I wasn't making pictures. Um, I was doing painting and decorating. And I, I kind of guess that when I, le- I left college, I started college after my leaving cert in UL, I was doing history. And uh, what, I didn't have the interest in it. And for the year before that, I was itching to get, to start making art. And, um, I had been making paintings at home and like I was doing a bit of work with dad and I'd maybe pick up some of his brushes <clears throat> or oil paints out the back or little packets I had at home and stuff. And I was making work and I just kind of felt that I, I had to, it was kind of like I was putting it off for so long. Um, so I packed in college and I was very grateful that the guys in Abeliques took me in, took me under their wing, um, so to speak. So, I, Jackie Carter, had an interview with Jackie one day and she gave me the go ahead to, to join in with them. 
So I spent two years there with um, Jackie, Jock, Adele, Priva, um, and I had two brilliant years. And I suppose I learned so much over there with the guys. They were, um, they were absolutely brilliant. And um, they were they were brilliant. I suppose they kind of had a brilliant foundation after leaving Avalice. And I had great friendships and I had a great kind of a community and people who um, kind of understood you and were very supportive of you within the arts and kind of gave me great direction. Um, and still good friends, like we had great trips there, even bringing us to places like Florence, showing us art and showing us like Masaccio's frescoes and you know, you were seeing quality paintings in front of you. I, I, I'd never seen before, really. And um, yeah, kind of like this world kind of um, opened for me. And um, so I packed up the van and went down to Limerick one summer after level six. And I had a meeting there and I ended up going into second year painting. And um, yeah, so I'm in, um, I'm in my final year now in... Um, LSAD in uh, fine art painting in Limerick. Um, so that's what I'm about. Yeah, yeah. And how how did you like? I think anyone that goes to Rebel Leaks like to have a fairly positive experience. Like we all kind of love the place. Like and mm. the, like the staff as well. Like, did you find like that that second year really stood to you, or would you have been happy enough to maybe tip on after after one year in Rebel Leaks? No, I am um, the second year. Yeah, I, like I enjoyed. Both years, I suppose for me, like I suppose a lot of the people in there that were doing art in school and they had an idea, they knew all the art history. Or like I very much had to kind of nearly, like the guys, Jackie, Jock, like did they, they were brilliant in regards um to showing me artists and you know Jackie used to do lunchtime lectures there about their history of the Renaissance in Florence and this that other. But it was only really as the more I was in it, the more I wanted to learn. And like then, I suppose, picking up on that, I had an interest going into second year in LSAD that I was kind of teaching myself the stuff that I'd missed out on and, you know, kind of just working harder, not catch, I suppose playing catch up in a sense, but I had to put the work in to, um, to learn, you know, what kind of, I was basically a couple of steps behind everyone else. So, I re- yeah, I do think that second year kind of gave me that um, grounding and push to to um, kind of get on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think sometimes, like, because Sam's yourself, you know, like, I wouldn't have done art in school, but I think sometimes, like, kind of it nearly makes it a bit hungrier for it then when you do get the grips with it, like, to... Yeah, definitely, for sure. And l- like that... Uh, I don't, I don't know because I never done it in school but like even in college a lot of places like a lot of it is you kind of have to teach yourself anyway um if you want to be I suppose if you want to be a painter like you can, I know you can go do fucking sorry um courses in places like Florence Atelier courses and they'll teach you how to paint what's in front of you but that's not really what it's about either you have to just be in in the studio and working and finding out what's what um and just learning the craft as with any anything else, I suppose you just have to put the work in yourself. Yeah, that's it. Like it's, I suppose in a way, like the college courses are nearly more like mentored residencies, aren't they? Like, cause, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know. definitely. And even Michael, we have a, we're not in in studio at the minute. So Michael Canning, um, is is my tutor, but he's a 
He's a great lecturer down in, in Limerick, and he's actually sets up a Zoom call there on a Friday if any of us are working at home. But he made a great point that it's kind of, they don't really, you're not taught how to be an artist as such, you're kind of taught how to live and work as an artist. So I kind of thought that that's kind of, that is kind of the vibe, I suppose, that comes with, with, with college. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, Because like you're saying, like, too, we wouldn't really have been taught much. Like, they would have shown us kind of how to work with some of the more technical parts of it, like, you know, like maybe how to make mediums and how to prepare canvases and stuff. Exactly, but yeah. If they start teaching how to paint, I suppose it's going to be a case of you're going to have maybe 15 to 20 students. Exactly, all exactly. Out. Yeah, exactly. Exact same. You have to kind of find your own fee. Yeah. So what uh, drew you to painting, Paddy? Was it always kind of something after I believe yeah, that you... Yeah, it was always going to be painting. Um, now, I I work with photography a lot. Um, and recently, sculpture um, also. But, I, you know, it's always kind of painting. I suppose it's, it's kind of nearly, I'm going to say who I am, but, you know, you're kind of introduced to painting when you're very young working with dad now for like since I'm 12 or 13 it's always been painting and it's kind of the first thing that it's nearly like um geez how would you say it um kind of an extension of how you speak or something you know it's kind of nearly it just feels a part of um of uh who I am I suppose and, and if, if I'm not painting canvases I'm kind of painting walls and you know it's it was never really going to be any anything else the way I can see I um see yeah, no, it's, like, the best, it's the best as well, anyway. Sorry, man. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the best as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just getting that there competition. <laughs> um, and just there, you were saying there about photography, like what like what does your process involve? Because like even looking at your Instagram page, you just seem to have thrown yourself full force into art. Like just every, it kind of feels like everywhere you look like you're kind of taking inspiration from it. Like yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. And even I've been kind of, I uh, recently now I've been put, kind of putting up stuff on, on Instagram of just kind of snapshots of what I'm seeing and um, just what, what's out going on in my days or just kind of, you know, things you're overlooking or it's kind of like, I suppose, actually just reading a book there recently, um, it was uh, Mysteries of the Rectangle, but it was just kind of talking about the idea of what goes on inside a painting which is mostly a rectangle but I suppose if you kind of think of it as like just a square and funnily enough I've been working every canvas I've been making this year has been um, a square um, it's been the same dimensions but, was, but um, even if you consider Instagram and nearly everything that goes up is kind of square format and it's kind of if you can see I don't know I nearly kind of said like you're seeing squares within um, what's in front of you, or if you're walking down the street and there's just something that strikes your your um your eye, it's I suppose it's as much art about what art is than seeing um a painting in a gallery like. But yeah, no, I suppose it's kind of taking inspiration from things like that as well. Looking at color, um, you know, shadows, just anything at all. Yeah. But, um, because just before you came on there, I was actually just looking, I, I I can't remember the date it was from there, but there was a video you had up, and just when you said about shadows there, I, I think you were doing a bit of uh, plein air paint, and, and it was just a video of the shadows casting on a canvas. Like it was, That's it was right, yeah. Great, like. Yeah, that was in, um, that was actually, wasn't far from, you'll be closer to it now to me, Pat, in uh, Monic View in um, 
up in the sleeve blooms actually there during during the summer yeah yeah simple things like that you know i suppose yeah. it's kind of there's a lot of things people take for granted um that are as important as the um david hockney's paintings are the best paintings in the world or you know it's kind of just looking at that overlook kind of beauty in life as well especially in times like now where everything's looking sad and morbid and you know everyone's given out and it's kind of even yourself i'd be going around there with the head looking down the whole thing but it's kind of just you can kind of look up and see see one little thing in the day that's um that's beautiful and striking and it's kind of a better day for it you know yeah kind of makes it not feel like everything is yeah and miserable as it is like. <laughs> exactly yes it is yeah looking out the window now it's gray and, and miserable so <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, you were just saying then as well, Paddy, like about how you're kind of working with a sculpture as well, like and kind of mm. some of the stuff you've been posting there lately, like the, the images of the roses and that. It feels like you're kind of bringing in a real like hybridity kind of into the work. Mm. Like, you can almost, you know, like almost like painting in kind of the extended field, kind of. Yeah, yeah, and that definitely you're, you're you're spot on. Um, yeah, I've kind of. So I suppose basically the kind of turn that um, my practice has, ta- has taken was that I was kind of always interested in landscape and, um, you know, kind of travel landscape. And like, if you kind of look, look back on, on work like that as well, you'll kind of see that. And I suppose within the last year, um, kind of that access to the landscape has been completely taken away from um, from me. So... It, I suppose not that I had to really go change what I was doing. It was just had to look at a different approach of how it was plausible. And I was looking to maybe take the landscape and parts of the landscape that I could um have e- easy access to. And then I was, without even thinking about the things I had been doing before that I'd been doing photography at home, and I was looking at actual roses and just this idea of kind of time passing. And I suppose that's kind of what my whole uh, kind of practice looks at as well as the idea of time, time passing and, I was just kind of really um, struck by an image I took of a rose at the end of my estate in Port Leash, where my home house is. And it was a big rose bush. And during the summer when I took a photo of it, it was bright, bright yellow and just full of life. And I got back down to college and I was just working away, kind of after coming back from the whole lockdown, we were thrown out or had to leave college and say the end of third year and show was cancel all this and it was kind of fairly grim and kind of then seeing the rose go from being full of life a couple of weeks to a month later and it was dead and just kind of that whole idea of time passing and you know they're ephemeral they're beautiful today and a few days later possibly they're dead and it's just kind of like the time within and that kind of transient um passing really is kind of something that I, I try to um, capture by looking at landscape, but I think it's just, it's it's far more striking with looking at the one um, subject and that being simply a, a rose or a flower. Yeah, because I actually had just been looking at that image as well on your Instagram page and it's a, like the painting you made from it was absolutely it was a great painting. Like, Cheers. Thanks, Pat. Um. Like, yeah and yeah definitely and it's kind of even it's gone on from that idea then and it's it's like i suppose um 
because you, when you're kind of do a lot of reading as well and you know these ideas like people have people have looked at this before me and and did look at it after me it's 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 an interesting it's a it's a fairly deep one um but yeah it's um i think it's just kind of it's important um to me and i suppose from readings that i was doing i've lately i'm working on a project at the minute now and it's taken all those things i was talking about and it's kind of incorporating um still life and kind of with the reference to waiting for godot by samuel beckett and i suppose that like if you kind of if I, have you read that it's kind of covering a lot of um things i was saying there too with regards to kind of time and waiting and etc and then that kind of has introduced a, a more kind of a theatrical essence to, to still lifes in a sense and how they're framed and how they're lighted and and, and shot and things and then inevitably that's kind of where those sculpture pieces that you were talking about came from <clears throat> yeah no like i saw I, I don't know if there was a title on it but i think i saw one of them was it, it was a painting with a wooden spoon and a, was it a vase that's of right. flowers yeah. yeah yeah that's right it, actually it, off the top of my head it was um still life of dying flower with spoon and rainbow or something <clears throat> yeah no, like it, that looked really great as well. Like I was looking through your stuff, like I was thinking, like I'd love to see it in real life, like as well, because I know you can't get a real. Yeah, that's it. Like, it's, it's sad, like you know, it's it's what it's all about, and it's yeah. just shocking, I suppose, the way it's got. Oh, we, it's out of our control. We can't do anything, but yeah, no, and, and even like it's, looking at a painting on a phone or or a, or a screen is um, it's uh, it's it's well, I just going to say it's no use um. But like that, for the time being, we we we've no choice. Yeah, that's it. Like, cause I think one of the first paintings that I saw by you after Avalique's was, was it last summer they had the virtual exhibition in Bor. Uh, that's Park, right. Bar yeah, I think yeah. You would, was it Mullachmore? Yeah, Mullachmore. Yeah, and that's yeah. funnily enough. Sorry to interrupt you, but that that's actually in the People's Museum of Limerick now, and it's been there since October. It's uh, we got had an exhibition there a couple of past graduates and myself and we got it up and people were able to come in and see it kind of a certain number at a time and it's um the country was closed down a week later and we haven't seen them since they're still yeah. hanging in there probably fairly dusty now at this stage <laughs> but like even even that like because like I didn't realize until I saw it on your Instagram page that that's a diptych like from what mm. I saw in the virtual exhibition I thought it was like just on one canvas one you know piece, yeah and yeah. then I'd, i had no idea the scale either from yeah. the yeah. virtual show like it's a pretty large scale piece it's, isn't it's it six foot by five foot in total yeah yeah so it's two three by two feet diptychs of one in place it's horizontally as well on top of each other no it's yeah. not it's not vertically yeah how did you find working with that then paddy because i've tried diptychs and triptychs a couple of times and it's just i couldn't manage them yeah f- fine um pat it's actually it was a Kind of, a, I'm gonna say a groundbreaking piece, but it was a a piece that um I really enjoyed and got got good um it kind of it's, it's a it's a good painting. It's um basically it's an if it's fr- working from an image of an erratic at um just at Mullock Moor in the Burn in County Clare, and I shot it on an, an old Rolleiflex um medium format camera that I have, and um. 
just the idea struck me of like painting photography crossing the two um practices and i actually uh printed the um image on two i split the image of four and printed it onto four separate big sheets of greaseproof paper and i pasted them onto canvas and actually made the painting over it um and so two half the photographic images on one half of the one canvas and then the other is underneath on two and it was painted all at once right yeah but working with it it was it was fine yeah no i had no idea the process that was going into it paddy because like when i saw it in on in the virtual exhibition in borough like i wasn't sure the texture or anything i thought yeah it was all on canvas like at first you know and it was only when i was reading it on your instagram account that i saw it was uh it was mixed media like so yeah that's yeah yeah and this is it like you can't go up to see um it's like when you get to see things like that in person that you like even if you know that's why I really miss getting up to Dublin to the to the different galleries and stuff because you can kind of that's really kind of how you learn um how to paint in a lot of ways you know I was actually going up and seeing brush strokes and seeing the scale of work and the actual color in real life and that it's, it's, it's um you be missing it like. <clears throat> Yeah, definitely. Like, cause even like I remember, like when we would have gone, like you mentioned yourself, like the annual trips, like that Abilene's do. Yeah, and I think we went to see. Uh, I think we went to a, there was Dali working one of the museums we went to one year, and I think we all thought just from the books, we all thought like these works are probably fairly massive. Like, can you go up and they're maybe you know just a bit bigger than a tree size? And yeah, like, <laughs> and knocked you the other way, like a little bit, you know? Yeah, cause, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's mad. And even yeah. we, just funnily enough, we got to a trip to Madrid with the painting in LSAD. Um, we were only back a couple of days, actually, this time last year, because it was kind of the outbreak happened. We were only back a while. But, um, yeah, that would have been the last time we got to Seaworks. And like that, you're, I remember walking into the room of um, El Greco paintings and you see these things in books and you're kind of saying like, you know, the really elongated figures and the colours are mad and we're kind of standing in front of one and it's huge and these, you know, the colours are just literally popping up and it's, it's, it's insane, it's, it's incredible. And um, yeah, it's it's probably the only way to, 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 to view paintings. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Like, I think, um, I suppose like all visual art is suffering, like, you know, but mm. just to be able to see it, like, um, yeah, you were working well. You had one image there posted as well, where you were kind of mixing uh, paint and then projection as well. Paddy, is that something you're still looking into? Like, yeah, I was doing that earlier on in the year. I see. I kind of it was because um, my practice was looking a lot at photography and film, um, and especially people artists that I was looking at, Andrei Tarkovsky, the Russian filmmaker, um. I wrote a thesis on him actually I'm absolutely fascinated by, by him and like even if you read any of his work he's he's more fascinated by painting than he than he is anything else really and it's kind of that whole crossover it's just it's like his films are like if you took every single frame it's each as brilliant a painting as you'd see or if you if you get me um but yeah, it was kind of saying, how could I bring these two closer together? And I guess that idea, looking at actually project, projecting onto a painting and kind of having, like both teams are looking at the exact same thing of that plant that's been painted and been projected in the, in the video. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of, it was something I'd done. Um, it was a lot of work and 
it was okay. Um, the painting was good. The projection onto it was okay. Um, but yeah, it was kind of it, it was really seeing if it was going to work. Um, and going forward, I don't I don't think I, I'll do it. Um, because it's not it's kind of one or the other. I think nearly. Yeah. It can be they're, they're two hard mediums to kind of blend mm. together as well. I can't. There's an artist from Cork. I can't. I can't think her name. No, she gave a talk when I was on the masters in NCID, and she, she was doing. Uh, she was projecting onto a paintings as well, but I can't remember even what it was she was doing. Right, I think the projection was sort of lined up perfectly with a figure, and at one point, like maybe the figure decided it moved off. Then it was okay, yeah, just yeah. a video, but like um. I can't remember her name. I think it was O'Malley, was it maybe? Neve O'Malley. Could have been Neve O'Malley, I think. Neve O'Malley. Yeah. She, she, she's actually representing Ireland in the Venice Biennale, I think. I seen is she? I think so. Yeah, she, she's brilliant, actually. She's got... Very good. And even how she displays video work is beautiful. Yeah. She uh, she had a video of... Um, I can't think of the things, what they're called. You know, you pump down the tracks and you have the camera on and it goes along. And I think she had it over... Oh, water. yeah, yeah. And it was to do with, uh, I can't remember, this is terrible, I just can't remember, I had really bad retained information, <laughs> like, but it was, um, she had it and she only realised like, that because of the movement of the water, that the video, not that it didn't work, but what she was aiming for first, you couldn't tell whether it was moving in the direction or not, because like, the water was just bobbing up and down, so it looked like the camera was just sitting still because of the wow. movement, like, you know, but um, beautiful. her work is good, like, I do I do like her work, like what I've yeah, seen. Yeah, it's very good, yeah. Yeah. She's she's very good art, yeah, yeah. And uh, even I don't know where the exhibition I'm thinking of was. Was it the art edge? Uh, I I'm not sure, but like that, even these kind of steel structures with screens in the middle and all sort like one is a, a vertical kind of a nearly like a tower looking structure with this screen in the middle of a film, and then there's another one, um, and it's it's kind of really nice because there's like these two vertical. I think they kind of look like box kind of uh, steel. And then in the center, there's just say, equally right dead center. There's like a TV screen or a, a screen. And it's really, yeah, it's really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, like I kind of I just, I couldn't think of, think of her name there until you said it. Like, it's just, I'm shocking when it comes to remembering names. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, 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 lot of names to remember. Yeah, that's it. Like, you know, and it's kind of, I was actually chatting there to another artist from Wexford there a couple of weeks ago and we're just like on the phone and we're just saying like since we finished college like just in terms of research and other artists like we've just gone mm. really bad I had like you know yeah <laughs> constantly looking at it in college like but um, yeah and there's a, there's a big difference I think from researching a kind of artist and scrolling through Instagram as well or you know there's um yeah it's kind of trying to um yeah trying to get I suppose time but kind of sometimes I guess so when you're onto it kind of you're looking at artists, you're kind of, you're led to nearly see others and it's kind of, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That's it, yeah. Like one artist that I'd still, like I absolutely love her work. It's not, I absolutely know similarities to my own, but like I love, I've always loved Fiona Ray's work, like, you know. And, mm, yeah. You know, every so often it's nice to throw an old gander see what she's doing, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah. And even fully enough, it was the same with myself. I'm, I really like um, Brian Hart. Um, he showed last year in the RHA. Um, was it the that show to do every? I forget. But yeah, like that. Nothing. 
like my own, and that's that's fine. I I absolutely think his work's really nice. Um, Irish artist too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We we're just saying like as well when we were chatting like that. It was like one of the reasons we kind of don't tend to go mad researching artists maybe now as much is because just trying to sort of keep or or do, do our own thing and you know maybe yeah. not take too many influences from other places either like you know yeah that's true too yeah i suppose i, I kind of when i'm researching artists i wouldn't really um um i well i try not to i try not to really how would you say it i suppose take influence um i kind of i suppose the stuff i'm doing right now is kind of very um it's I would say solid, but the concept is kind of solid. It's this one thing that even if I'm like looking at other painters or other artists making work and I think it's this works very good, um you suppose you kinda of have to sit look at it then in context to your own and say, Well, this is not that I'm gonna say like this is a great work, but this is my work and you kinda of have I don't know, is it you kinda of have to differentiate between artists you're looking at to learn from and artists that you're learning other things from if that yeah. makes sense like yeah, even yeah. um like i'd say some of my favorite painters are the abstract expressionists um william de Kooning, absolutely love him um you know the likes of franz klein and mark rothko love his paintings rothko, um, yeah. do you know and yeah and i suppose then if you're looking at my still lives are probably clo- closer linked to the likes of um, looking at things like Mirandi's still lifes and, and, and this kind of idea of painting that way or you know but like that you can learn a lot too from artists who aren't making work that look similar or whatever yeah I suppose it's like how to handle the, the medium nearly at yeah, that point yeah fact yeah definitely um, so you, you going to say something there Paddy sorry no no sorry Pat. No, no, I was just going to say as well that you've uh, an image up on your Instagram page as well of, uh, I think it's like a notebook or it's a couple of sketches and just you jotting yeah. notes. Around. And I thought that was lovely, like, because you know the way when you see work mostly in the gallery, like, it's sort of almost detached from the artist and it's hung. Yeah. It, it seems a bit clinical. It's like the human it's touch. It's very is perfect, kind of, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I think it's great to be able to see the kind of yeah. rougher work as well, like, you know. Yeah, this is it. Like, yeah, um, and even I, I was back home working, and that me and Dad are sharing a, a shed out the back now. I have a little bit of a dime painting in, and his tubs are there, and it's it's messy, and I, I plaster all over the floor now, and there's a couple of brushes there have gone off, and I even have there was a canvas there that I was looking at for too long, and it was it was driving me up the wall, and it ended up I just destroyed it. Um, <laughs> do you know this kind of crack and like that goes on too. You go into the studio one day, it's never, it's not plain sailing. Do you know, you, you, who knows good as, like, there's times there you go in and paint and it's just, it doesn't work and that's, that's the way it goes. That's it, yeah. Like, I, I kind of, it's like when someone comes up to you and says, painting always seems very therapeutic, like, and next thing you're, like, you have to see <laughs> all the days. Yeah, Jesus, I'd be disagreeing with them now there. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's weird though, isn't it? It's like, suppose it's kind of when you're in it, Painting's therapeutic if if you're using it therapeutically, kind of. Yeah. If you know if you're taking it out on a Sunday and painting and it's having a glass of wine with your friends or something, it's great. But if you're doing it day in and day out and you're spending fucking, you're in the studio at nine. Sometimes you're in the studio at nine o'clock in the morning and then you're working to nearly eight o'clock at night and you're painting and it's you're 
it's it's work like at the end of the day really that's it like and then like like you said like when you're at day in day out like there's a standard there's like a standard or there's you know there's something you're aiming oh, for yeah. Or, like, whatever. yeah so and like i suppose like the saying goes you are always your, your own worst critic like so mm. yeah definitely yeah, definitely. And that's something like I, I very, anyone knows me well enough would know that it's probably nearly too much uh, that way that it's kind of maybe thing, it's a bit too, things have to be too perfect. But then, like, I suppose, like, you know, um, I suppose when I haven't been in college, I've been working the sh- in the shed at home and it's like you're in there making work. Uh, you know what the work is about. You know how kind of how good the work has to be. And it's kind of nearly up to yourself to make sure that you're not cutting corners and you're not doing things half arsed or you you know if you have to kind of relook at something or redo something or if something's not good enough you have to redo it and it's kind of it's a hard one because you kind of at the end of the day are the person who has to make all those decisions and um kind of be strong about it i suppose but yeah it's if it's um for want of a better way of saying it, it's a pain in the hole. <laughs> yeah, it can be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it can. Yeah, you're never you're never happy. <laughs> no, that's it. Like I like like you were just saying about like say you know if you had to rework something, would you spend long trying to fix something now if, if you weren't happy, or would you just be nearly prepared um, to start again? Like depending how far along you are, I suppose. Depending, I can get terrible. I can get terrible vexed in the studio. Yeah. Um. No, I wouldn't. No, I'd make sure things are things are are well done. But if something's near, how would you describe it? If something's kind of in your hands and it's falling out of your hands and you're losing it, then um, that will get painted over and the, the whole yeah. thing is gone. And there's there, there's a white canvas there again, and you just may forget about the painting that's underneath it. If it's yeah. you know, because you kind of have to be, you kind of have to be ruthless too, you know. Um, otherwise you're never going to get better no that's it like I remember like in Galway they're always saying to us not to be I think even in Abilix too they used to say to us like not to be too precious about the work like mm. and I'd say it was only after Galway that I kind of started to kind of really take on that whereas like if it's going wrong just you know yeah definitely this is it because it like that if like um, if you're sometimes like even like, I see in college there and people are kind of like they have a a painting there and it's 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 fine you know and it'd be very kind of oh I don't think I'm going to do this to an hour I won't do that to it it's like like really you you if you stay doing that you're just going to be in in um point B or wherever for you're never going to get to C D E F you're never going to progress really because um at the end of the day you can always make another painting and that one the painting after that will be a little bit better and if you don't try what you're not going to try to the other one you'll never know what it's like so you have to you, you can't be too precious either no exactly like and i mean if the one that you're trying to sell on goes wrong so what like it, it doesn't have yeah, to go into an exactly. exhibition like you know i remember actually in abelique's one day i this painting of, of the bog and it was like thinking back it was, it was on a piece of paper i think i had it done in a half an hour it was like if it was there now, it'd be it'd be in a book in this studio, and it'd be something that you use maybe for if you're doing a drawing or you're working on other stuff. And I remember Jack came over and he was teaching me how to use a glaze, and I was kind of alright, you know, whatever. And he put on this yellow glaze, and I didn't like it, and it was a little bit kind of like ah oh, fuck's sake. But now looking back, it was probably like 
the best thing ever that like even if it meant it good or worse or I didn't like it and this other I knew one thing anyway it was um an introduction into using glazes which I use so much now but that's irrelevant it's that actual idea of trying things to learn um and just going for it and you're you know I don't know you're not Leonardo da Vinci you're, you're gonna make mistakes and you have to Leonardo da Vinci he made a few mistakes too would say yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, he wasn't. We won't see them, though. <laughs> no, but that's it. Like, and I think, like, there is always like a certain element of like just play there to the artwork as well, isn't it? Like, and you kind of like you can enjoy it too. Like, even you know, just messing around with stuff there to see what works and what doesn't. Like, mm. you know, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Funnily yeah. enough, said it was even saying the word play. It's crazy the way things happen. Just in, in that class last week as well, um, Mike and another student were just chatting about that and the whole idea of an artist playing versus an artist working. And then um, I thought it was, it's it's a, like if you say for example, uh, my dad's looking for me to go work with him tomorrow, and I kind of said, oh, I'm I'm in the studio. It's kind of I'm an artist and working in the studio, but in order. Like if you were to say this in anyone's um circumstance, in order kind of for people to take you serious about it, it's I'm working tomorrow. Um and that you're you know, you're in the studio making art, but you're working instead people are kinda of gonna be thinking, Oh, they have a great life during the studio playing all day and it's kinda yeah. you know, but like not saying that Jesus, we wouldn't be if we fucking hated making art. We wouldn't be doing it. Like you, you do like what you're doing, and like there is an element to play to it too. But I suppose it's kind of the idea of taking it a little bit, or even like if you kind of nearly categorize it as it is a serious thing that then you can kind of I don't know take it seriously. But also it's like that. It's it's not all doom and gloom either. You know you're gonna enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. Like, I remember in, I, th- I think it was during a, a group crit in NCAD, and someone said at one point, you're not supposed to enjoy art. Like, and it's kind of, <laughs> you're not meant to enjoy it. Why are we doing it? Because there's any number yeah. of jobs that you could hate that would pay infinitely better, like, you know, and have more security <laughs> company, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, the adder. Yeah, I don't know. No. I don't know. How did you find it up, up in NCAD? I loved it. DJ, I, yeah. Yeah, like, I'd go back and do that Masters again in the morning. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. No, it was great. Like, and um, yeah, like uh, to be honest, same as Galway. Like, the paint department was brilliant in it. Like, you know, um, they're very good, aren't they? Yeah, Mike Minnis is actually he's I was just listening to your recent podcast. He's um, he, he so he, he was actually my personal tutor last year. So he, he's over fourth year in painting. He, he's now in LSAD. Oh, um, right. yeah, GMIT. Yeah, he's actually after moving down there. I, I sent him on that last podcast. He was delighted. He was actually on his birthday and everything he was saying. All right. <laughs> yeah, there you go now. Yeah, no. Michael the Minnis- paint, paint department are great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say Michael Minnis was dead sound like because he was my personal tutor, I think, in either third year or four. I think it was third year in GMIT. He was my personal tutor. Yeah. He was brilliant, like. Ah, yeah. Um, I did, they're, they're, they're fantastic. I had Michael, Michael Minnis in third year with Michael Canning second year and this year as well and like of Alan Keane they're on you and um, Katrina and they're rather great you know you learn it learn so much yeah yeah and like are they would the tutors there in Limerick to be in 
fairly regular contact with you all, would. Yeah, they would, yeah, definitely. Um, see, it's been a bit of a, a nightmare now with the way things have gone. But we haven't been in, I haven't been in the studio on LSAD since before Christmas. Um, I've been getting a tutorial, but Michael, as I always do each week, it's on Zoom now. We've got classes online, but before that, you know, you'd be in, you have a chat with the shooters every day, or even if it's not about art, it's about me and Adam often talk about. Uh, how bad Arsenal are at soccer and things, you know. <laughs> I think Talon out for this. But, um, you know, it's a great place. And always good vibes in there. Good yeah. I like, I like, I don't know. I can't imagine what anyone in college, like, you know, in art college, what you're going through at the minute, like, because it, it is, must be hard, like, you know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You mentioned earlier on, Paddy, like, is the is the grad show is that completely yeah. out the window now or is there any? Yeah, there's um yeah, so the um the grad show as what it's normally um known for that physical exhibition is um not going ahead. Uh, it's we're kind of in the process now of planning an online exhibition that might be a kind of video of our work and. Things like that. Um, yeah, look, it's it's a pity that the guys last year didn't get one either. Um, but that's the kind of the way it is now, unfortunately. But look, there's other. It's got pros and cons. It's going to be it can be global now when it's online. There's going to be more people able to uh, check into it and that. But uh, it's just it's it's. Um, I was kind of trying to explain it to that at home as well and saying it's kind of like if you get to an All Ireland final or you know, the Champions League final or something and you work so hard and you get to it and then it doesn't really go ahead, it's kind of something else instead. Um that's kind of what I was feeling like it at the time. But like that, look, it's over hands, nothing we can do. And we're gonna have a kind of an online show anyway and hopefully it'll 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 go well. Yeah. Like I'd say it'll be grand like it's just it, like you said though, it is a pity that the you know the physical work won't be Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. there, um, last I think it, it, maybe April or May, there I was chatting to one of the students in GMIT and Sam Crack, like they're in your show that can go ahead. And I think yeah. in the wind up, they organized one with one, two, six in uh September there themselves. That's right, so, yeah. It was in it was in that what's it called? Was that the one in um, they used to do the newspapers, Pat? No, or was it that not a degree show? It was a degree show, I think, yeah. But oh. I can't remember. Maybe it wasn't one two six. It could have been in the the dock shed either. I can't remember where it was because I got an invite to it, but I I didn't realize what was happening. And it was Christmas when I saw the invite. So it was four months late. So ah uh, yeah yeah. I think I got yeah I I went up to that. I think um, Huey, I don't know who actually had an exhibition in Galway at the same time. I went to see the two of them. But yeah, yeah. they put on they did they done a good job there. They put on a nice fair play to them. They got a nice show in and you know. Yeah, I suppose when, it, when, it was when just. They could. Yeah, like it was probably just a case of trying to get in there between the lockdowns and yeah, this is it. All that crack, you yeah. know, but um, but you know, so sorry. Open call, it'll drive you mad. Yeah, oh, it's made an absolute mess of things now. So it has, like, <laughs> but uh, just there, I was going to say to you, Paddy, as well. We'll finish up there maybe in a few minutes, but I was just going to say, um, you've been exhibiting like fairly regular, like while you're in college as well. Was that something that was kind of said to you? While you were in college, or was it something you took on yourself, kind of? Um, 
Yeah, no, it was never really said uh, too much. Um, it's kind of something, I suppose college, uh, how would I say, I suppose college for me, uh, I, uh, I didn't really like college life um, or anything about college other than going in in the morning and painting all day and uh, kind of learning. Um, so for me, I was, you know, I was going in, I was spending, I was going in early in the morning into college, I was coming home, I'd be in there if I could until eight o'clock in the evening, I was, you know, working hard and a lot of it was, I was looking up, I'll tell you who was very good, there was an artist here ahead of me and she's a very good friend, Cyan Costello, she's a great painter and I kind of was looking at her as well and I learned a lot from her and having conversations with her and I kind of just learned that if I'm, I'm taking this seriously, um, I have to kind of put myself forward and put myself out there. So I started applying for little shows. There was one that used to run a Limerick Peak show and done a mess open calls and different things. Um, and actually, I was just talking to Michelle DeForge um, recently. I put in a, an application for just for, for something I'm, I'm working on. But I'm actually having a show on the actual theatre stage in the Dunham Mace as part of a kind of theatrical um, show that, that I, I was hoping to do anyway. So I'm after getting the, the green light for that. Um, I'm going to do that in two weeks' time, just at the end of this month, um, or two or three weeks' time. And um, it won't be physical, obviously, because of this um, level five, but it's just going to be... Um, I, I get to set up the exhibition, light it and document it, and I, I get to share it on um, online. But yeah, no, to answer your question, yeah, try, trying to get out there as much as possible. I suppose now trying to kind of um, trying to look for residencies and just stuff to keep to keep it going when I'm out of college, um, just to kind of keep 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 the um, momentum going. I suppose. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a good practice to be in the habit of doing it, just getting the application, yeah. you know. Um, definitely, yeah. And it's a lot of work in it. Um, even writing up back in artist statements and taking photos of work and updating stuff. And, do you know, like there's nearly a day a week in it if you were doing yeah. it right and if you were applying to, like even I apply to a lot of stuff and I do a lot of work like that, but I even... Now, I don't know if I'm being hard on myself, but I know I'm not doing enough. Like, if you're, you should be applying for a couple of things a week if you can, and you're updating your thing every week, and you're, you know. But that's kind of things you have to look at as well, and um, I suppose kind of think of it professionally a bit. And I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I don't, I'm never gonna say this, but even business wise or kind of professional, I'm gonna just put that under professional wise. Things that have to be done have to get done, and that's the things that you don't like doing, which is writing statements and updating bios and taking the photos of work and applying for things and, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff has, has to get done too. Yeah, like the statement for me was always the worst part for it, like, because yeah. in, in NCAD, like, and I, I, I was saying it to, I think, my tutors, like Christina Huxley was my super, or was my supervisor in NCAD, and I think I yeah. said it, like, in NCAD, the statement was so much, it was just better handled in, NCAD mm. down in GMIT like the way I went in GMIT was kind of we were to sort of write up a rough statement and work from that whereas in NCAD the statement kind of came from the work so it just made it a lot easier to get to, to yeah get yeah yeah I just, you know yeah. 
and it's like it, it's really important and I, it's, a, it's a nuisance because it's kind of like suppose it, it, it's kind of the, the game we're in anyway is that that's kind of what's a lot of things like that the um, conceptual stuff is put on the pedestal and it's kind of is a bit not going to say sad but like if you're making good paintings you know it's about um they should stand for themselves anyway but like that you just kind of have to just put the put the I'm gonna curse there I want put the few hours in and um just try your best at this kind of stuff because unfortunately it's this boring and tedious stuff like that have to just have to kind of be done now because you can't just <clears throat> you can't just send a PDF of twelve paintings and say right there you go pick me do you know that's kind of it's the way it is and we don't make the laws pa. No, unfortunately, I don't even know what laws are make at this point. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, I don't know. Like, on one hand, I do like the statement because it kind of helps you get your thoughts in order. But on the other hand, it, like that, it's just it kind of nearly seems like sometimes like it takes precedence over the actual artwork. Like, and yeah, I suppose it's kind of a nine for an artist when when you have to sit down and do it. But like what you said is that right? It's kind of in a way, it's a great time to kind of sit back from actually working and just type and say to yourself, right. What the fuck am I doing here? And, yeah. Do you know? And like, I think there's times where you're painting, like, and you ask yourself that, isn't there too? Like, well, this is it, like, yeah. So, do you know what? Maybe, the, maybe the statements. Maybe we shouldn't do any painting at all. Just make statements all the That's it. Frame it. <laughs> yeah, there's something though. Actually, actually, there, there was an artist we got a talk off. Oh God, I can't think of her name. She was in the Venice or the Venice Biennale. She's in Eva there in Limerick. Um, ah, I can't think of her name. But she put up her statement and um it was by far the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was brilliant. Um, <laughs> oh, what is her name? She's from Kerry. Um I can't think, I can't think now. But yeah, she made her statement very good. That was nearly a piece of art in itself. <clears throat> yeah. Like I think on a kind of I think I think that's the kind of main thing with nearly is like just try and have well I suppose try and have as much crack with it as you can like with the statement because like there's some of them when you read like you read about and like there's times where I've read them and it's, I I don't know what they're on about like because just you nearly need a dictionary <laughs> thesaurus with it like you know <laughs> my statement is written in bog standard <laughs> yeah 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 get get your point across yeah that's it yeah because like in NCAD they said to us like don't worry about using these huge fancy words like because most of the time when they're put in they're kind of really put in out of context so it doesn't make sense just write it so it's clear like you know yeah no that's 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 definitely your spot on yeah what's the word what's that word they use a fancy word jargon with um, yeah you know if you're it's kind of like you're not speaking to um this is this message is kind of got to get across to everyone yeah that's it like because i think like when i was on the undergrad the buzzword in college at the time was ambiguous and <laughs> Christ, <laughs> timeless, yeah, timeless, and yeah, yeah, all this, yeah, this is it. Well, <laughs> so, I have just one other question, Paddy. Then before we yeah. finish up, and that is, where can people find you online? Unfortunately, um, Pat, I'm only on it. I'm only actually on Instagram at the minute. I'm kind of in the process of documenting work and um, trying to eventually make a website. Um, but I'm not going to have a website for the next little while. But hopefully I'll have one fairly soon and hopefully I'll get that up and running. But for now, Instagram is just simply Paddy Critchley Art. Um, Critchley, C-R-A-T-C-H-L-E-Y. Everyone gets stuck on that one. 
Um, just Paddy Christie art, and you'll find me. Deadly. Well, thanks a million for that, Paddy. And I'll I'll uh, be able to put a link to your Instagram in on the Acast website Deadly. as well. Thanks a million. In the description there, but thanks a million for taking the time. Thanks for having me, Pat. Appreciate that. It's brilliant. Fair play. You know, this is a great bit. This is a great bit of gallery. <laughs> Uh, sound it. <laughs> Hopefully it'll uh, it'll work out. No, I uh, ah, a lot God, no fair play. It's a bit of a scramble because I'm not 100 sure what I'm doing with a jet. But like we're saying, computers and technology aren't always. Yeah, no, the, pay, the painters don't like them anyway. No, no. As <laughs> Jock Jock used to say when we were in Abbey Leagues, he'd be trying to put up a PowerPoint, and all you hear is in his Scottish accent, "I fucking hate computers." <laughs> <laughs> that's a good impression of him too. Yeah, that's that's him. Yeah. Is that? <laughs> I'm hoping to get uh, Jackie Dell and Jock on as well at some point, like deadly group. Yeah, 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 deadly. That'd be good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, thanks a million for that, Paddy, and thanks for taking the time to chat. Oh, me. Honor I'll Cheers. definitely get back on at some stage as well. Sound out, no bother. Sound, Paddy. Well, everyone, so that was Paddy Critchley. I just want to say a massive thanks to Paddy for taking the time to chat with me on the podcast. And I just want to wish him the best of luck for what's left of his final year of college. Uh, make sure you f- make sure you follow Paddy on his Instagram account as well, just to keep up to date with what he's working on and what projects he has coming up. So you'll be able to keep an eye on um, the project coming up in the Dunamis Art Centre as well. And also, I think Paddy's going to have a savage career when he's finished college. He's a brilliant painter. So make sure you follow him and show him some support. Uh, there's just two things I want to mention before I go as well. A couple of weeks ago, an artist called Katie Riley got in touch with me and she runs a podcast on that can be found on Spotify as well. That podcast is called Doing It For The, Exp- Doing it for the Exposure and she chats with artists and creatives as well. Um, so make sure you give that a like and a follow and a listen as well. And she also suggested that I give a podcast on Facebook a look. Uh, that podcast is called The Chats by Alex. I, I don't actually know what Alex's second name is. So I'm sorry about that, but if you look up the chats, it'll uh, take you to the page and I'll put links into both of these podcasts in the ACAST description as well. So Doing It For The Exposure by Katie Riley on Spotify and the chats by Alex then on Facebook. So I think that's everything. And if you enjoyed the podcast, if you want to give us a like and a review and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to it on, um, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Bit of Gallery. And I think that's kind of everything. So thanks for listening, and I will be back to chatty next week for episode five, and we'll have another guest on. And I think, yeah, that's everything. So chatty then. Bit of Gallery.